Welcome and Happy New Year. We have entered 2024 officially. And as my first podcast guest of the year, I'd like to welcome Carol Yakabuchi. And she is part of, her, she founded the Carol Connection. So you can always find her at Carol Connection, thecarolconnection.com for more information. And it's really interesting. We've spoken before. So Carol and I know each other for about three years virtually. We just met for the first time because we are both co-authors of our incredible book with um, nine, a total of nine women. And it is Belonging Secrets to Soothe the Soul. And we worked on it as a project of love, but we actually published our book through Balboa Press, a subsidiary of Hay House. We also, this October, did uh, two book signings, one in Huntington, New York, and one in Connecticut. And um, we also give a workshop. So we've come a long way, baby, haven't we, Carol? Oh, we sure have. <laughs> yes, we have. And we both have the gift of gab and we have the gift of laughter. So I'm proud to uh, count her among my dearest friends because laughter makes the world go round. As I say, you know, healthy living through joy and laughter. And she has become a coach. I think you've been a coach for a couple of years now in it's called Dream Build Builder, the Dream Builder program. And so that's really what I want to talk about with you today, Carol. And the fact that starting a new year, I always think, you know, it's it's important to let go of the old stuff. And my mantra, which I picked up years and years ago from Louise Hay, a mentor of mine, was, you know, she would always hold her throat, which is the center of communication, the chakra of communication. And she'd say, I'm willing to change and I'm willing to release every person, place, thing, limited belief that no longer serves my highest self. So I always like to begin with, you know, the willingness to change, the willingness to let go, and then what do you put in its place? And so I've done a few exercises and Carol and I've worked together, you know, with, with her coaching in terms of dreaming, because before you can manifest, you really have to start dreaming. And a lot of us really shut that down because we're afraid. We're afraid that our dreams may never come true. Of course, when we're kids, it's not a problem. But as we get older and we go through, you know, the ups and downs of life and things like that, we start getting afraid. We don't, we don't adapt as well. We don't like change as much, but really adaptability is, is key. So I'd like to ask you, Carol, what got you involved in the manifestation of dreams and in this particular coaching program? Well, my life took um, several turns um, a few years back, starting with 2015, when my husband passed away. And I found myself um, sitting there thinking, geez, you know, I was in, I was like 60 at the time. My, and my mom was in her 90s. And I thought, you know, if I have mom's longevity, which I hope I do, I don't want to be sitting here for 30 years by myself. And I thought, I really mm. need to dream up. What do I want the next part of my life to look like? And I went in on a search. And I went on a search for a new love, which I'm happy to report I found. And I also then, um, in the next year, in 2016, I retired from my job. Um, and I had worked various companies for over 42 years. And so 
um, when I retired, I thought, well, you know, you kind of look at yourself as, you know, who am I? Well, I was a wife, right? Um, I was a married woman, not anymore. Um, I was a manager at work, hmm, not anymore. So you start thinking, well, who am I, right? So it's kind of yeah. a quest or a search for who am I and what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Right, right. So, you know, some people would say, who am I and just be paralyzed in fear. Now, did you ever go through that process or did you just sit for a minute and then start to question all of that? And also, what was the propelling force to get you moving? Because a lot of times from change, people get stuck in fear and lethargy and, you know, they become paralyzed or they analyze too much, you know, the, the paralysis of analysis. So right. where were you along that journey? Well, I probably went through every single one of those stages. You uh -huh. know, and when I first lost my husband, I was certainly, I was certainly stuck in fear and loneliness and sadness. And the reality is that we all need to feel those emotions, right? You just it's stages. Don't. So, you know, just people know, I mean, it's not, it's not that it's, so easy. It's not that it's so hard, but there's a journey that we each have to walk through. I mean, we have to go through a certain tunnel to get to the other side. Exactly. And you need to feel all those emotions. They're part of life and yeah. you need to feel them. And, um, and you have to, you know, take the time to process that and give yourself time and space to do that. You know, when you go through like major life changes um, and it's, it's just part of life. But then you want to think about, well, what do you really want for the rest of your life? You know, you don't want to just be stuck in that stage. Right. Um, so you keep, I mean, I always say that when I fall flat on my face, and this was back in my 20s, I had to learn how to breathe again because I was paralyzed. I, you know, I'd lost my, I'd broken up a relationship. I was out of the country for four months. I lost my car, my house, my dog, and I had to step-by-step step, start breathing simple just breathing and breathing. sitting with that and then i said okay just take one foot in front of the other exactly just just that little bit of movement just you don't know where you're going and you know i i, I like to say that to to young people because you know i have young children in their early 20s and i said you know what no one has it figured out don't think like anyone that's so successful or like a multimillionaire or you think they have it all together. It ain't so. No, no one has it figured out. And even at some stage, you need to reconfigure yourself again because it's always about starting over. Right. It's always, there's always change. The one constant in this world is that constant, there's change. Right? Yeah. 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 And, um, and I think there's one thing to think about too, is that life is always expanding. And we are part of this universe. We are part of this life. And life wants to expand through us. Right. And we yeah. need to be willing and open to receive that idea and think about it. And like you said, even if it's just a baby step, you know, one little change in what you're doing can lead you to a whole new place. Right. They talk about airplanes, right? When airplanes, an airplane never goes directly to its location. It's always off track and readjusting. Off track and readjusting. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even changes if altitude, changes speed. Yeah. 
makes adjustment for the wind, the current, the weather, the temperature. I mean, all of that. Yeah. I heard this great thing about change because we're always so afraid of change. <clears throat> and I heard this great thing about change. I think it was from Deepak Chopra, whom I love. And he was saying something about our bodies are made for change. Exactly. That our bodies, yeah. the cells in our bodies are changing constantly. constantly. That if there was anything that's ready for change, it's us and our bodies. And when right. you think about it that way, it's like, well, we should be prepared for any change because our body's used to it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, on a cellular level, there's always that recreation. I mean, cells have to degrade and reinvent themselves, right? I mean, that's the process of it. So, you know, it's like, um, red blood cells, they have a lifespan of three months, but it's not all happening. They're not all recreating at the same time. Some will slough off and die and then others are being born. And then there's a recreation of that. And so all of our cells need that recreation. And so when people say, well, my body's like this, we think it's static, but it's really not. Even, you know, when I was in school, I, I you know, studying, you know, anatomy, physiology and biochemistry, it's just all of those chemical reactions that spur other chemical reactions and turn on different systems. And that's how we produce vitamins. You know, our bodies don't produce it per se. Actually, we don't produce any vitamins, but we take all of those building blocks and then we use the vitamins and we use the elements and the nutrients and the amino acids and we create life force and we recreate on a cellular structure level. So it is fascinating when you look at that. I mean, even when you think about bone, you know, people used to think that bone doesn't grow. It seems hard and not moving. But if you look at it really microscopically, and we're able to go deeper and deeper microscopically, the idea is that it's always, you know, there's um, osteoblasts and osteoclasts, and the osteoclasts are breaking down, and the osteoblasts are making new bone cells. So even at that level where it, it appears that nothing is happening, it's really all happening. And, and so our bodies really recreate. And within that, the idea is that we then can embrace that rather than fear right. that. Exactly. We are creative beings. Yeah. And, and, and when create. you're 10, you're different than 20. And when you're 20, you're different than 40 and 50. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating when you bring it all the way down to that level. Yeah. Wayne Dyer, um, he tells a story about that uh, in one of his talks way back when. And he says, you know, we think we're this body. And he says, were, were we this body? Are we the same body we were at six? No. Right. At 10? No. At 13? No. At 20? No. So we're not this body. We are a body in motion and a emotion. body in change. Right. And yeah. so we can think about that and, and use it as momentum for our own changes we want to create in our life. Yeah. And in physics, they say, you know, body in motion stays in motion. So once you get moving, you know, it's like chugga, 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 right. like other things happen, like life happens. There's the interaction, the intersection of miracles, intersection miracles. of people, events. I mean, all of that. So you keep that creative juice going. And that that's the part that really fascinates me. And the idea of going back to dreaming, that we start to open up our vision of the world rather than thinking, oh, when you get old, older, you contract. No, no. I mean, I remember seeing a movie of a man and he was elderly. I don't know at the time, maybe he was 
elderly to me who was 20, but you know, he might've been 60, 70 or 80, but he, he loved to fly kites. And he said, I love flying kites because it makes me look up. I don't want to be walking, always looking down. And when I look up, I see the sky and the sun. And he just said, that brings me life. And I love that image. Like, you know, running down, I mean, usually you think about like young kids running down the beach or, you know, running in a field and flying a kite. But when he said that, I thought, yeah, like as we age, if we keep all of that lively and that excitement, we don't age the same way that some people age. I mean, if you think you're going to die at 50, and there are people that say that, I just want to die at 50. I just want to you know, I want to be gone. It's like, why? I, I'm so curious about everything. So I think dreaming is is really a big part of that. There, there's an author, Julia Cameron, and she wrote a book called um, The Artist Within. I think that's the name of it. Mm. But she said, you know, have dates with yourself and do things that, it's a, you know, it's a way of self-care, but do something that you would do as a kid that made you happy like just pure fun. Like what did you do that was just pure fun? Not because you were making money, not because you needed to for your job, not because someone else wanted, but have a date with yourself to, to spur your creativity. And, you know, when you talk about the work that you're doing, I think that it reminds me of that. Like you're dreaming, you're helping people dream and, and begin that process of first dreaming what excites you and then the manifestation of that. Right. It's it's really crazy that um, we end up living as we get older. Um, we end up living a life by default. We let all the circumstances around right. us yeah. dictate our life. And, yeah. you know, we think we're being responsible. Right. right. Practical. Practical. Yes. <laughs> but in reality, we're just letting all these outside influences, you know, control what we're doing. Yeah. And really at any point in time, you can say, stop, I'm going to live a life by design. And when yeah. you live a life by design, it means that you start to think about what do I really want in my life? What would I really love? And, yeah. you know, like you can't go to a builder and say, build me my perfect home, because they're going to say, well, what does a perfect home mean to you? For you, right. Exactly. right? You have to, yeah. you have to think about it. You have to design yeah. it. You have to write it out. Writing it out too is so important. It's important, right? Yeah. And you know, with social media now, and especially, I mean, for, for people our age and for people that are younger, you know, we're bombarded with other people's opinions about things all the time. You know, the news is bombarding us with like, oh, think about this, do this, buy this, sell this, do that. And so a lot of times people just don't know who they are. They are influenced totally by this little device here, right. their phone. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I think that's the beauty of meditation, just kind of going within and sourcing your own inner source energy right. and moving that energy through your, through your own being with that. Yeah. I was just writing something the other day and I was thinking about creativity and I thought, you know, you really need to go out and do something like you were talking about something like when you were a kid that, that made you feel good, something that's creative, something you lose yourself in. Right. And when you do that, then you start to get different ideas come to you. You know, your intuition, you start to listen to your intuition. Right. Yeah. You start to see synchronicities happen. And, you know, you want to follow those. You right. want to yeah. 
you know, and, and being practical again, we say, oh, yeah, that sounds really nice, but I don't do it. But then you always kind of kick yourself when you don't take that action that right, kind of yeah. came to you. Yeah. And so you want to listen for those and you want to start to take some steps towards those things. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of us that don't pay attention, don't pay attention to our dreaming, don't pay attention to the synchronicity, like they're you know, that supposedly like there are no accidents in life. Like there is a reason, you know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of that having lived a life, a full life. But I remember Deepak Chopra, you mentioned him. He was also one of my early teachers about all of this. And he said, synchronicity is that you're walking down the street with your girlfriend and you're thinking, Hmm, I'd really like some ice cream. And then you turn to her and say, Hey, you want some ice cream? And she says, yeah. And then you're standing in front of the ice cream shop. <laughs> so like, it's like the universe converges to get you exactly what you're thinking about. And right. so I, I love that. It's like you're in the right place at the right time because you've thought about it or, or, you know, just something simple. Like you're thinking about somebody and all of a sudden they call you mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I was just thinking about you. Yeah. Like, did you pick up my vibration that I was thinking about you or did I pick up your vibration? It doesn't oh. matter. It's like the thoughts converged and you were both like in sync with the same idea. And then one of you picked up the phone and said, Hey, what you doing? So it's so much I, fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. I know. And, you know, I always feel like when I'm really in the flow of things, that's how life happens. And I love yes. that. It's like I'm relaxed and I'm in in flow. I, I like to call that. I and mean, you're just in the flow of things like you think something and then someone says, oh, like like, you know, our women's group, we met oh, yeah. over business totally. and then we started just meeting every week. Um, for two two hours, generally on a Wednesday morning, and then we just started, you know, speaking, sharing, and we came up with so many different ideas, you know, related to business, but all related to manifestation of magic. And we created magic, so things yeah. really do happen. And I, I think it's it's true, like writing something down, like it ac actually puts that kind of that practical application, because you know there there are people that they write something at the beginning of the year, and we used to do this at Unity Church you'd write a letter to yourself and you'd write all the things that you wanted and not look at it anymore. Right. Just the fact that it was written. And then they would take that letter from you and they send it to you in six months. And it's amazing how many things actually got accomplished without really focusing on it. Just the fact that you've written it down already has kind mm -hmm. of imprinted it out into the world, you know, and I'm sure mm -hmm. some people might think this is woo woo, but woo woo is becoming very like everyday. <laughs> reality right 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 i mean it really is i mean we're we're entering the age of aquarius now and so you know the air is happening and, and things are traveling ideas are traveling thoughts are traveling really quickly well if you think just about your body your body doesn't end right here with your skin your body continues on and you have this whole you know uh, expansion of energy around you Right. And yeah. that energy goes out and interfaces with other people's energies. And so you pick up a lot of yeah. things. So, yeah, yeah, it's really it's really and, interesting. And one of the big things that I'm interested in is, you know, energy medicine, energetic medicine. And I, I remember years ago that there were studies, you know, I'm saying like maybe 20, 30 years ago of people that had illnesses. And I'm thinking particularly of a study that uh, people had heart disease. And unbeknownst to them, there were people in another room that were praying for their health. And they actually saw physical changes in these people. Now, they didn't know that they were 
that anything was going on. They weren't completely unaware, but it actually impacted them energetically. So, you know, we're calling it energy medicine, like remote healing. Right. And so, uh, you know, I see dreaming in that same realm. You know, you're dreaming, but you're also kind of attracting and you're magnetizing. And it really is like, like, like energy that's coming forth. And even to look at it on a cellular level, you know, they've done studies of um, couples and, you know, you set up a certain electromagnetic field because you're in the same physical proximity. And that when one passes, um, people, when they say you feel the loss of somebody, that it's, it is the heart loss, but it, you actually have this loss of that magnetic chemical energy that you're used to. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. With that. It's really fascinating. Yeah. And so, as you say, if you, if you design it, and I always say, you know, we could live to be 150. And science is actually proving that true. Now people say, oh, who wants to live to be 150? I was like, well, think about if you were 150 and healthy and, you know, you had a clear head, clear mind, it's a whole different 150 than our normal thinking. Oh, 150, you'd be like a skeleton or you'd be half dead <laughs> or dementia. It's like, no, I'm not talking about that. I don't want to be 150 like that either. However, if you think 150 and healthy, boom, it just, it's a little switch that goes off and everything changes with that. Right, exactly. So, so that's kind of the first, your, your, your dream program. Your yeah, dream that's kind of the first step of everything is to kind of write down what you would desire. And some people don't even know what they want anymore. They've put it off for so long. So you kind right. of start with your longing and discontents. You have longing for things to be different. Okay, so what are those longings that you have and what, would you like them to be instead? So that's kind of a first step. And things right. you're discontent with, you know, I'm discontent. And it could be in the area of health. It could be in the area of relationships. It could be in the area of your vocation or job, or just even time and money freedom. You know, what? those are kind of the four main areas we look at. And we say, well, you know, where are you doing good in those areas? You feel happy about them. And where are you, you know, have some longing discontents. And then you start to look at, okay, well, what would you want instead? And so that's kind of the start to start building your dream. But then you really, you really flush it out. You really give it examples in real life situations and you give it a lot of energy and you kind right. of, five sensorize it, you know, like, right. Where would you be? You know, maybe you're sitting um, at a cafe somewhere in Europe and you're drinking uh, a cappuccino and you can smell it and you can see it. And, you know, you're looking at the beautiful scenery. I mean, you really, really five sensor. I said, what are you hearing? Maybe it's music. Right. Yeah. Make it and real. Make it, make it real. real. And yeah. so you're kind of stepping into that dream. And when you step into that dream, it changes your energy and vibrations right right because you're feeling the expansive energy of living in that dream and being there and then from there from that energy you start to think about well what is one step i could do today to move mm. me towards that dream and like mm. you said it could be a baby step but you're but you're doing it from that energy right and right. then you're going to feel good. Those. You're in your feel good mode. And yes. then you start to say, what's one thing I can do still in that state, right? In that yeah. state, because you're going to have a whole lot of better ideas than if you're sitting on the couch thinking my life sucks. 
you know, are you going to be able to come up with a really good idea to go to your dream from that emotional state? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. So you really need to kind of energize yourself first, raise your vibrations first and think about, well, gee, what could I do to move me towards the stream? And you're going to see that you're going to get some some new ideas come about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. And I think and I always say like baby steps, baby steps. So you don't have to think that it's going to happen immediately mm-hmm. because, I mean, we still live in a physical reality. You know, you're not going to get from here to Italy, which would be one of my dreams to not so much be sipping cappuccino, but to be drinking some vino. <laughs> <laughs> you know? One of the wineries in Florence. Yes. <laughs> Little Firenze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing is, yeah, so you're not going to get there immediately. You're going to, it's going to take a minute or two or mm-hmm. days. Right. But you know, you start the process. It's all about just, you know, the Chinese have a saying the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. Exactly. So when you think of it like that, it's like, oh yeah. All right. And it may take me a year or, but, and you set the date, you know, right. some of the events that I've, you know, that I've, um, people that I've worked with, they say, set the date. It doesn't matter if it happens or not. At least you say three months from today, I'm going to produce this event or this show. And then if you need to adjust it, just change it, you know, change it. I mean, I told my kids, I mean, when I was thinking about what I was going to do after my bachelor's and I didn't know, I just knew I wanted to be creative, artistic. Well, what does that mean? And I thought, how can I ever make money being creative and artistic? I was, you know, I was sculpting. So I actually closed that door a little bit, but then closing that door, brought me to another opening and another opening, another opening. And then when I realized I had to go back to school for six years, you know, to become a doctor, I thought, how the heck am I going to do that? Six years. (laughs) And what if I don't like it? You know, what if I've invested time and lots of money and what if I hate it? So I was having these internal conversations, you know, silently with myself. And I was like, Nene, if you don't like it, you'll change. You'll do something different. So I always tell my kids, guess what? You're not in prison. You're not a prisoner. Yeah, maybe there's money and you need to pay back the money. You know, there's all considerations, but you have permission. Give yourself permission to change. Right. You don't have to be stuck anywhere just because you think you made a decision and you worry about anybody's consideration or that you screwed up or it's like, no, get rid of that. Get rid of all those preconceived notions of kind of failure and Failure is a good thing, I think. You know, we all we all fail on some level, but that gives us an understanding of, hey, now I need to pick myself up again. Right. I just heard this morning um, a little note about failure, and I forget the author's name now. It, it'll, but he says, you know what the best way to succeed is? Is to fail more. Because right. when you're failing like more, yeah. it means you're trying. And it means you're picking yourself up and you're learning something and you're doing it a little differently the next time. And you keep moving forward. Forward, yeah. You know, I taken my kids when they were young to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And I knew nothing about, I think his name is Milton Hershey, how he had an idea because chocolate wasn't really produced in this country. It was produced in Europe, but it was so expensive that, you know, people couldn't afford it here. So what he did was he, he had the idea to, to go to a dairy farm and, you know, partner up with dairy farmers. And then that was the dairy and then the chocolate. And, but you know what? He had 
a hundred different businesses, a hundred, 100 businesses he failed at until he came up with the right formula. And now it's Hershey's. Right. Like not very many people would be willing to take that failure and keep moving, right? Keep moving. That's right. Keep moving. So like a crazy story. I thought, wow, that people, more people need to know that. And, and there's a lot right of now. examples about that's a lot. That. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. think about Michael Jordan, one of the best basketball players ever. When he was in high school, he was told that he wasn't a good basketball player and that he should never play the game in high yeah. school. He went right. home and cried. Yeah. And look yeah. at and look at he is like the best basketball player. Yeah, I know. It's ever. crazy. And, I, you know, I was t saying the other day, um, there was a, a exhibit of Tim Burton's work. And so he had his early drawings when he was a kid and he was a little outlandish and nobody, you know, anybody kind of quote unquote normal would know what, what he was thinking because his mind was just outside the box. But there they had a framed letter where he applied for a job when he was, I think, 18 or 19 at Disney. And they said, something equivalent to, sorry, you have no talent. You can't be here. You know, I mean, it's like, really? <laughs> but he didn't fit into that box with Disney at that time. I mean, now I think he's, he's collaborated with them on different movies, but, um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not the right time for that group or that person, or they turn you down, but you need to keep that spirit alive in your heart and just keep going. Like, don't give up so easily. Don't give up so readily. Yeah. Well, even Disney himself was told he wasn't creative. Exactly. <laughs> How crazy is that, right? So we, you know, right. you don't think about those things, but yet yeah, failure. I'm saying is it all started with the mouse, right? Yeah. That he yeah. had this crazy idea of a mouse, right? Yeah. But yeah. It, in failure is, and the other big F word is the fear. Failure right. and fear are part of the process. And fear, yeah. if you think about it, is this is really like a boundary. It's a boundary of the things you know versus the things that you don't know. Yeah. And once you start to learn some new things, that boundary expands and expands. expands, and expands. Exactly. Yeah. Until you make it limitless. And, you know, fear, the acronym, false, false evidence appearing real. App appearing real. Yes. You know, it's all appearance sake. And we, you know, it's like um, people that break boards. I mean, you know, we did that through the Tony Robbins experience and I walked on fire. <laughs> like, oh my God. So, you know, no mortal person can walk on like whatever, 3000 degrees of hot fire coals. But it, you know, partly it's mind over matter. Partly it's like get, kind of getting in that state of mm -hmm. elevation and just like, you know, going for it or believing that you're going to be okay. Now, granted, you might get burned. I mean, luckily I didn't get burned, but there were people the next day that had little, you know, embers on their feet and had some issues. But I was, already, I, I, you know, just as I was about to walk on the coals, I looked and I was terrified and they, it looked gray, but then they threw like red hot embers, like fresh hot red oh. embers. <laughs> And I, there was a, a kid there with his parents, her parents. And I said, is she doing this? They're like, oh, yeah, this is her third time. I was like, how old is she? Eight. Oh, my God. Years old. She did it. This is her third time. I was like, you know what? If she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and that, that propelled me. That was the inspiration. I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but it really gave me that extra sense of confidence. And I can do this. I can. I have this. You know, I love that example, too, because it's the other thing that comes up when we go to go up after our dreams is the comparison factor. 
we look at others and we say, oh, well, they were able to do it, but I can't, or they were able to do right. it, you know. And really, if we think of com the comparison, not so much from that perspective, but, but from the other perspective that says they were able to achieve it, which means it's possible. It's possible. So if it's possible right. for them, it can be possible for right. me too. Yeah, yeah. A little different. Mind, I don't, who said that? Maybe Napoleon Hill, if the mind can conceive it, you can achieve it, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Thinking well, grow rich. Not just rich in money, right? but rich in life. And rich in life, yeah. And it really, you know, money, money's great and it's great for giving and giving you freedom, but ultimately you can't take it with you. No. So the gift, I think, is the gift of giving to yourself, the, give, the gift of life experience and the fun. I mean, for me, it's like, if I'm not having fun and I'm not having joy and I'm not working with people that I love, and mm -hmm. I always think my mission is to be in service to the world. And I, you know, so it's got to fulfill all those things and produce some income for me also so that I can actually share it in charitable foundations. And, you know, the more money you have, I mean, how much can one person have or spend? You can't. I mean, so the idea is that more you have than then the more you can share and help lift up other people. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The more money you have that is really to enable you to do more things. Yeah, to do definitely. more things to help others, to do more things to be, you know, more philanthropic. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really to learn more, you know. To learn like more, to grow more, to experience more. I mean, to really, to have the taste of life. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. I think. It's like we're here to live. A lot of people just don't live. They don't experience life because they're trying to fit into someone else's idea of what it's supposed to be, or they're too afraid yeah. to break out, or they don't break out when they're young. And so it's like, oh, I'm too old. I mean, too all old. the excuses, I'm too old. I don't have money. I don't have this. It's like, you have to break through all those like limitations. And a lot of the limitations are really self-limitations. And so- The majority um, of them are yeah. self-limitations. So I think the whole idea of dreaming is a great first start. And that's the other part of the, the Dream Builder program, you know. So we have this reality of where we are now, and we have this dream of where we want to be. And then we learn tools to help us navigate that gap. And one right. of those tools is to look at failure, to look at fear, both as friends, right? And to look at those limiting beliefs that start, that start to pull us back and say that we can't right. do them. And to replace them with other beliefs that say, you know, I wouldn't have this goal if it wasn't from spirit, if it wasn't from God giving me this goal to pursue. Right. Yeah. And and a lot of times it's not even the very end result of that goal. It's who we become in the process exactly. as we grow yeah. and we learn more things about this life. And right. World. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the end destination. It's the journey. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that we keep moving, we keep growing, we attract different people, we find our tribe. And, you know, I have to say, you know, meeting you, Carol, was part of finding my tribe and, you know, our, our women's group and all of that. So it's been a blessing in my life. I mean, so many things, so many doors and things, experiences and like open heart has, has opened like fully and completely. Oh, and yeah. I love that we're sharing this information. Um, let's, let's do podcast number two on our next um go round and go a little bit deeper into like you know the work that you're actually doing with that 
But for now, anyone that wants more information, they can go to your website, thecarolconnection.com. Yes. Yep. Or you can find me on Facebook and you can find me on LinkedIn. And you're welcome to send me a direct message in either platform. Yeah. Are you on Instagram also? Well, Facebook, Instagram, link. Facebook mainly. um, Yeah. Not really on Instagram yet, but that's one of the areas where I want to expand to. Interesting. I I would say three years ago, you would find me on nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're all everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, nowhere, everything and nowhere, right? Right. All right. Well, join us. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, let me know. And any ideas for future things, subscribe to my podcast channel. I think I'm on Buzzsprout and Apple and Spotify. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And we're also on YouTube. We'll post this on YouTube as well. Thank okay. You. Well, as I like to say, ciao, ciao for now. And thank Thank you so much, Carol. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll do this again. Great.